0: Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today on the program, we find out if the church will go through the tribulation and we take a close look at prophecy as it relates to blood moons. We rely on you, your prayers, and your financial support to stay on the air. Prayerfully consider giving a gift today. Call one 800 652 1144 And show your support for Christian Radio. And say no to cancel culture by giving securely online. SWRC.com Thank you. Ministry President Dr. Kenneth Hill comes now to answer the question, Will the church go through the tribulation?
1: Whom do men say that I am? That was the question of Jesus Christ, specifically, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And the answer, of course, was, well, you're one of the prophets, maybe, or something else. We're not quite sure. But then he asked the question of Peter. It was a personal question. Who do you say that I am, Peter? And he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus Christ said, you're absolutely right. And man did not tell you that. God told you that. And you will be blessed. And the truth is that it's on this very rock, this very truth, that I am the very Son of God, that I am the one who is sent to save mankind. I am the Christ, the Son of the living God. And so, since that's the truth, I will build my church upon this foundation, this rock, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And so, the church is mentioned in that fashion. It's presented by the Apostle Paul, if you'll remember, where the Apostle Paul is telling us that it was the mystery that had been hidden, but now was made manifest, And it was the very truth of the body of Jesus Christ, that is, the body of believers. Well, several years ago, the then president of Southwest Radio Church Ministries, Dr. Noah Hutchings, asked several authors to consider selections of Old and New Testament scriptures to see if the church will be in The Tribulation, the most distressing time of famine, sickness, death, and danger that you could imagine. So the original book came out, and it was, Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation? That was the result. Well, we've got a new volume out with the same title, Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation? We've got a couple of new authors joining the stable of authors that were in the original volume, the original volume included Dr. Noah Hutchings, Dr. Larry Spargimino, Dr. Bob Glaze, Dr. Kenneth Hill, and Douglas Stoffer as well were included in that original volume. And now we've included Steve Butler and James Collins. And so it's a new volume called, Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation? Well, I think we need to pause here for just a moment and talk about the church When we write about the church, when we think about the church, when we talk about the church, what are we talking about? We're talking about the born-again believers, the born-again followers of Jesus Christ, those who have come by faith to Jesus Christ. They've rejected the old life. They've received the new life in Christ. And these are the members, the body, the believers who make up the church. Where two or three are gathered together, Christ is in the midst, and that is the basis and beginnings of the church. And so we look upon the church as the total number of believers who have been joined together as followers of Jesus Christ. Church, the word, means ekklesia, or is used ekklesia in the Greek, and it means the called-out ones, or the ones that are called. And so if we are the called, we are the called-out ones, the ones who are called to be members of the body of Christ. We are called to be the church. And so we're the ones that make up the church. It's not a building I think it's interesting when I deal with evangelical believers in Central America and South America, they talk about the meeting place of the church, they talk about the temple in which the churches meet, they talk about the buildings in which the churches meet, they talk about the chapels or the capillas where the churches meet. Well, the church is the believer, if you will, or is the body of believers. And so the buildings are just that, buildings where the church gathers. And so they make a big distinction in the evangelical circles in Latin America. They make big distinction between the church being the believers who are gathered together, the called out ones, and the place where the church meets. We don't do that as much in the United States and in the English-speaking countries. We have, for example, a history of many chapels in the region of the country in which I live. There are lots of chapels, and these chapels were built for churches to meet in. And so there was a distinction that was made. The church is not the building, the church is the body of believers, and so that's important to know. So when you talk about the question that we've encountered here in the book, will the church go through the tribulation, we're talking about will the believers in Jesus Christ go through the tribulation period? And then we have to talk about the tribulation. The tribulation is the 70th prophetic week of Daniel. It'll be the period of time of seven years— And this will be a time of rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem, the rise of a world dictator with power and authority to command all of humankind to take his mark and to worship him as God. Now, he's not God. He's the antithesis of God. And this is, of course, the Antichrist or that one who is the man of sin himself. According to scriptures, those who refuse to take the mark of the beast, the mark of this one, and to worship the Antichrist as being God, those who refuse to worship him will be executed by beheading. Now that's according to God's Word. So that's where we're looking at the conditions of the world as we review the various scriptures to see if the church will go through the tribulation. If you hold to a pre-tribulational rapture view, you understand that scriptures teach that all Christians will be taken out of the world or raptured just before the tribulation begins. If you hold to a post-tribulational view, you believe that God's word teaches that all Christians will go through the tribulation, suffering persecution and death, as the non-Christians who refuse to follow the commands that the world dictator would give. Well, both views, of course, cannot be correct. This divides the fundamental and conservative Christians into two camps. So, in this edition of the book that we've been talking about, Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation?, I've asked SWRC staff evangelist James Collins and Bible teacher Steve Butler to contribute to the effort. And they join Noah Hutchings, Larry Spargemino, Bob Glaze, Douglas Stoffer, and myself, as I have said, considering different sections of God's Word. And as we look into the Bible, we'll see if Christians will fall victim to the chaos of this most terrible time in history. Now, when you start a book such as this, you have to have a few guidelines. And the guidelines were this. As you read Scripture and as you study Scripture, please let us know how God is showing you the Scripture works toward this question. Will the church go through the tribulation? And so Bob Glaze wrote about the church and the tribulation in Genesis The tribulation was prophesied in the four Gospels. Dr. Larry Spargimino has some beautiful text about that. The tribulation prophesied in Acts. Noah Hutchings covered that for us. Douglas Stoffer, the tribulation prophesied in the Pauline Epistles. And the tribulation prophesied in the book of Revelation by Noah Hutchings. post-tribulational world, Larry Spargimino. And the church after the rapture. That's mine. And what a topic that was, I'll tell you. (laughs) And it's exciting to see what's going to happen to the church, to the believers, after the rapture takes place. The pre-tribulational rapture prophesied in the general epistles is covered by James Collins. And it's quite a good write-up as well, as I've had an opportunity to take a look at that one recently. The pre-tribulational rapture in the book of Daniel has been taken over by Steve Butler. And Steve Butler, who is now in the presence of the Lord, was an exciting Bible teacher. I say exciting not because he was excited, but because he taught the Bible plainly. And it was wonderful to hear him teach. Hopefully in the next few weeks or so, you'll be able to hear Steve Butler in teaching of some of the scripture as it relates to will the church go through the tribulation. Let me take just a moment to ask you to join with me in some concerns that I have. Now, we oftentimes say, would you please pray for me? Would you please pray for this person who has COVID or this person who has cancer, this person who has a problem, one kind of problem or another. Well, I want you to join with me in not only praying for people, but in helping people personally. As you attend your local church and you get to know people and you get to know their situations, you may find that some have difficulties beyond what you understood to begin with. And they really need your help would you join with me in helping others i'm not talking about just a random act of kindness that's good but beyond that i'm talking about this random act of spiritual love this random act of working together with those of like precious faith to touch others and to help others When they're encountering all sorts of difficulties, it is important, vitally important, that we join together in these days, helping one another, working with one another, loving one another. And then as we see the days of evil approaching, that all the more so we show our love one for another through Jesus Christ. And it is that we ourselves understand the truth that Jesus Christ loves us. Well, I want to mention another thing or two before we get finished here. When you read the book, and I want you to get a copy of Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation?, I want you to get a copy, or maybe you get several copies of it, but I want you to get copies, but I don't want you just to keep them. I want you to read them. I want you to spend time reading the words that have been written down so you can understand what we're trying to teach in this volume. So once you've finished reading the book, you should understand that it's the opinion of this group of authors that the scriptures teach that the church, that is the Christian believers, will not be found in the tribulation. If they're not in the tribulation, then where would they be? Well, have you studied the history of the church at Thessalonica? They were under such heavy persecution that many believed that they were enduring the tribulation. The Apostle Paul was used by God to assure them that only the lost will be in the tribulation because Christians will be taken up into heaven before the tribulation begins. And so let's go to 1 Thessalonians and look at chapter 2. For yourselves, brethren, know our entrance in unto you that was not in vain, but even after that we had suffered before and were shamefully entreated, as ye know, at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. And why was it with contention? Because it was the truth. And so there he tells them what's going to happen, how that they will have the opportunity to have that crown of rejoicing, that joy, that hope in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then further on in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, And go to verse 9, and we read it there, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, and edify one another, even as also ye do." And so the Apostle Paul comforted the church with God's promise. For God hath not appointed us to wrath. So it's true that Christians have always suffered persecution. There's not been a time that has been without persecution. We in the United States have had very little persecution. There's been some, but very little compared to the rest of the world. We're finding it coming upon us in greater measure these days. But here it is true that Christians have always suffered persecution, but this tribulation is a different thing altogether. It is a period when God pours out his wrath upon a deserving rebellious world, and it is something for us to understand. Let's turn to second Thessalonians chapter two, verses eight through twelve, and then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And so we find this is where God sends forth his wrath upon a deserving, rebellious world. The Apostle Paul indicates that Only the lost will perish in the coming tribulation. And so the authors of this book, Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation, have presented Christians in the position that they're going to be in to be joyfully looking for the second coming of Jesus Christ. So pause a moment, give that consideration, if Christians are supposed to enjoy the coming of Christ and glorify the Lord through the very coming of Him? Well, if they've had to endure seven years of death, destruction, and sorrow before Christ our Lord returns, why would they have joy as they looked for His coming back to the earth? We who love the Lord desire for as many of our friends as possible to receive the gift of salvation and escape the coming tribulation. This pre-tribulation view should encourage us to be more energetic in our evangelistic efforts. So we are very thankful for all the authors who have contributed to this study of God's Word. It is a very good thing to know. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 12 and 13 say, And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. To the end, he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. So shall it be.
0: The Bible speaks of the sun turning to darkness and the moon turning to blood. What is the meaning behind this eerie prophecy? Find out as James Collins speaks with blood moons expert Mark Biltz.
2: The Bible says in Joel 2:31, The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. God tells us over and over in the Bible that the heavenly bodies are for special signs. Anyone familiar with the Bible at all knows how the sun, the moon, and the stars have served as great signs. There is that strange occurrence called Joshua's long day recorded in the book of Joshua where the sun stood still and the moon stayed its course for about the length of a full day. There's that other story in Isaiah during the days of King Hezekiah when God turned back the shadow on the sundial so that Hezekiah would have a sign that God was at work in his life and in his kingdom. We're also all familiar with the story of the Star of Bethlehem that caught the attention of the Magi in the east and brought them to Bethlehem. And throughout the Bible, we're told repeatedly, beginning in the early books and running through into the New Testament, that there is coming a day when the greatest event the world will ever know, the return of Jesus Christ to earth, will be heralded by the darkening of the sun and the moon turning to blood. These bodies are provided for signs and seasons. I'm very excited to have Pastor Mark Biltz on the phone with me again. Pastor Mark is a best-selling author and the founder of El Shaddai Ministries. He's an expert on the Jewish roots of Christianity, and he's also an expert on solar and lunar eclipses and how they correlate with Bible prophecy. Pastor Mark, thank you for joining with me today.
3: Oh, thank you for having me on. This is great.
2: Well, Pastor Mark, what are blood moons, and why are they important prophetically?
3: Blood moons are lunar eclipses when the earth comes between the sun and the moon and blocks the light of the sun so the moon ends up turning kind of a blood red so that's what a blood moon they're very important prophetically as in the verses you just talked about i mean it talks about it also in matthew 24 luke 21 zechariah 14 isaiah 66 as a matter of fact in psalm 81 it talks about blowing the horn at the new moon and at the full moon for our feast day. Well, you can only have a solar eclipse on a new moon. You can only have a lunar eclipse on a full moon. So this is really important because in Psalms 89 also, it talks about how the sun and the moon are God's faithful witnesses in the sky.
2: The blood moons have been visible whenever God was up to something big. Now, I understand that blood moons were visible in 1948 and again in 1967. What happened prophetically during those times?
3: What's amazing, Israel becomes a nation in 1948, 1949, and right at 1949, they had to finish the battle. It wasn't all done in 48. And here you have these four blood moons on the feast days. That's what's incredible, on Passover and Tabernacles. Two years in a row. And then again in 1967 when Israel recaptures Jerusalem. And what's amazing, here we had it twice between 48 and 67. The time before that it occurred was almost 500 years ago. It was in 1492, which was also a key date, as all of your listeners know. That's when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Well, guess what? That's when all the Jews were kicked out of Spain on the ninth day of the month of Av. So these blood moons on Passover and Sukkot two years in a row, it's just amazing when they happen on specific feast days.
2: The significance of a blood moon falling at the time of a Jewish feast is very important, isn't it?
3: Oh my goodness, and as you see, it meant war, both in 48 and in 67. And so I believe there's also a good chance coming up in 2024 through 26, There is again four blood moons.
2: Now, you explained the significance of the Shemitah year and the Jubilee. Would you go through that once again, please?
3: Yes, I just want to say that Daniel was Jewish, and everyone has been studying Daniel's 70 weeks. Well, those 70 weeks, we know, are weeks of years, so they're Shemitah weeks. And so we have to realize, if there's one week of seven years left, and we know that refers to the tribulation, well, guess what? The tribulation can't begin any day. It can't begin any year. It has to begin the first year of a Shemitah cycle. Well, a year from now on Rosh Hashanah 2022 begins a new Shemitah cycle of seven years. So if the tribulation doesn't start then, it can't start until 2029. And then, of course, the year of Jubilee is significant, being the 50th year after the 49 seven sevens. But it also becomes the first year of the next seven-year cycle as well.
2: I'm speaking today with Pastor Mark Biltz about his book and DVD, Blood Moons, which are both currently available in our online bookstore. Now, this book is about more than Blood Moons. There's an incredible teaching on the Hebrew language in this book. Pastor Mark, you have said that every letter in Hebrew has a meaning. Can you explain what you meant by that and tell me what is the significance of the word Zion?
3: Yeah, if you have like a four-letter word in Hebrew, you actually have four words within that one word because every letter has meaning. It's a word. It's a picture. And the word Zion, as all your listeners know, is another name for Jerusalem. Well, what's amazing about that, David is the one who penned the word Zion a thousand years before Jesus ever came. And we all know that Jesus said he wanted to make us fishers of men. Well, guess what? In Zion, the first letter was a fish hook and that meant to catch the last letter of zion the letter N or noon was a fish darting through water so the very word zion means to catch fish well what's the bait on the hook to catch the fish the middle two letters in hebrew of the word zion are the yud and the vav which is a hand and a nail and so we find if we remember the messiah said and if i be lifted up i'll catch all men So the very word Zion was drawn with the pictures of a fish hook, a hand, a nail, and a fish. Absolutely incredible.
2: Well, Pastor Mark, if the Lord tarries, there will be a total solar eclipse on April eighth, twenty 2024. Now, what is the significance of this eclipse?
3: I tell you what, it is insanely huge. It is insanely huge because it so happens that solar eclipse takes place on the 1st of Nisan the first of Nisan, is a huge date in the Bible. That's the day the glory fell, okay, when they set up Moses' tabernacle. That is the day a year earlier when God pointed to the new moon to Moses and said, this is to be the beginning of the months for you. But you know what's even more incredible? Here the sun turns to darkness, and there's darkness over the land. Guess what? Nissan 1 was the same day the three days of darkness were going on in Egypt. Very same day! And the area that intersects this one here with the one in 2017 that went from like Oregon to North Carolina, this one's going up through Texas and then curving over uh, toward the northeast. Well, guess what? They intersect at a place in southern Illinois called Little Egypt. A bunch of the cities around there are even named after cities in Egypt. You have Cairo and Thebes and Karnak and a It's amazing.
2: It is amazing, and this is an incredible book, incredible DVD. It's Blood Moons, Decoding the Imminent Heavenly Signs, and I know that everyone listening will want to get your copy.
0: The book, Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation, is available today for a gift of $20 or more. Also, Blood Moon's book and DVD by Mark Biltz is available for a gift of $25 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online swrc.com. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit
1: swrc.com